It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Thursday, January 28th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and we are right in the wheelhouse because it's draft season. And um, the Senior Bowl, today is the last day of practices. Had a chance to watch both practices yesterday. Had a chance to watch the Dolphins coaches working hands-on with some of these prospects and players. Had some players from both teams that stood out to us. And that's where this conversation is going to go today. I hope you guys are getting the chance to stay dialed in to what is happening on ESPNU with the Senior Bowl practices. But if not, no worries. We got you covered here through and through, including... Some discussion around Devontae Smith. Uh, Dolphins fans, nothing gets by us. Let's be honest. So so Brian Flores um, was asked at the beginning of the week what the traits were of players that they were going to be looking for throughout the course of the week. And here's the quote that Brian Flores provided that you know, if you've listened to Brian Flores talk at all about football players, this should not surprise you. He said, we're looking for guys who are tough, smart, competitive guys who love to play and love to practice. Parlay that and listen to what Brian Flores, when he was being interviewed, had to say about Alabama wide receiver and Heisen winner Devontae Smith. And you got the words... Tough, smart, competitive, good teammate, uh, football character. All the boxes on the stereotypical Brian Flores uh, bingo card for good football player. At the end of the day, that is what the Dolphins are looking to add. But I saw this on the timeline yesterday. We put the quote that Brian Flores said at the beginning of the week up, and we put the quote that he had to say about Devontae Smith up next to it with a side-by-side. And... um, It feels as though we've kind of reached this consensus, or at least a lot of fans have reached the consensus that uh, the only acceptable outcome for the number three overall pick is to to use your first pick on Devontae Smith and reunite him with Tua Tungvaloa and then draft Najee Harris at 18. And I think there's a lot of merit to that idea and blueprint. Um, But there are other players that are going to be worthy of consideration. And I don't think anything that you do at this point in time 
is going to clearly indicate anything because this is a long process. This is a very long process. And uh, the film at the end of the day will dictate who the best players are, but determining who the best fit for Miami is comes down to a slew of other variables, including value, long-term outlook of the team, long-term assets and draft capital, and you know the kind of the economics of diminishing returns and cost, opportunity cost. Uh, those are the kinds of questions the Dolphins have to ask themselves. And when you survey, especially just the wide receiver crop this year, and the guys that are at the Senior Bowl only this year, the Dolphins, you know, they got Dwayne Eskridge, who Dwayne Eskridge, uh, what he's flashing makes me feel comfortable to some degree. There's still more work that needs to be done on Eskridge. He's an older prospect. He played some defense. So I'm sure the Dolphins will love his versatility. Uh, but it makes me more comfortable with the idea of not using the first pick on Jalen Waddell, the other Alabama, quote-unquote other Alabama wide receiver. Uh, because Eskridge gives you a lot of the same things, but you don't have to use a top-10 pick to get him. Now, the dominance might not be as consistent, as what you get with Jalen Waddle. He might run 4-3 instead of 4-2, but that's still blazing fast, and, and that's negligible difference in the grand scheme of NFL players. You run 4-3-3, you're going to run faster than 98% of NFL defenders, right? So a lot of variables. Don't get too swept away by what Brian Flores had to say, but I do think it is an affirmation that, that Devontae Smith is the kind of, of receiver and kind of football player that the Dolphins are looking to add this offseason. So that definitely is of significance, but I don't think it is the aha, we've connected all the dots. This is the process for the Dolphins. This is the direction that they're going to go. Well, we got three months. We got a long time to figure this stuff out. And there will be more bullet points of information along the way that help the Dolphins come to whatever decision they choose to come. One of the things I enjoyed the most about Yesterday's practice uh, and, and the televised coverage of yesterday's practice was getting a chance to hear some of the Dolphins' coaches you know, in the act of coaching these NFL draft prospects. We heard Eric Studsville coaching the running backs in a one-on-one pass protection drill going head-to-head -head with Anthony Campanile's uh, linebacker group and, and hearing the intensity that they both brought to the table uh, with the corrections being made on the fly and talking about balance and uh, Campanile talking about weight distribution, 80-20 with the split of your feet as a blitzer in an A-gap level and just the, those little attentions to detail and seeing how well the Dolphins communicated that in, or their, their coaches communicated that in rapid succession was a lot of fun. It was also fun to see Gerald Alexander get these guys amped up, the defensive backs coach, Um Really an energetic spark plug. You knew he was kind of that way already, but to get a mic on him and hear him working the DBs through some drills, and uh, I thought the most impressive thing uh, that we saw from Alexander was Keith Taylor, a corner from Washington, got cooked on a route and got real upset about it. And after the catch was made and the whistle blew, uh, he bumped the receiver significant enough to knock him to the ground. And Alexander calls him over, and he talks about, you know, you just got to compete, keep your composure, uh, 
trust your technique effectively. So, so hearing him kind of diffuse a situation with an upset player by, you know, if he's if he needs to be the energetic one, he'll he's shown he can be and is willing to serve as the energetic one. If he needs to be the calming presence, he wore both hats in a span of like thirty minutes. I enjoyed seeing and hearing that perspective from Alexander. The other thing I enjoyed as far as the coaches being mic'd up, was hearing Eric Studsville call plays on the walkie-talkie to whichever quarterback was running practice and getting a chance to hear some of uh, the Dolphins' verbiage that they're using this week and understanding, um, talking about King's formation and and talking about 35 duo, uh, which is a run concept. And hearing all of that is going to be able to help us if the Dolphins choose to go in this direction uh, with Studsville or Gotsi and keep it in-house with their offensive coordinator hire. It's going to help give us a better idea of how play calls are communicated, and that in turn will give us uh, the best opportunity that we can have uh, to deeply understand the Dolphins' offense because you'll get more context and background on you know what verbiage they're using, what style is it, Earhart Perkins, is it West Coast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you'll, you'll get an insight into that based off of if they choose to keep Studsville or Godsey and knowing this is what the Dolphins used here in Mobile. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're looking for your classic or daily driver, you're looking for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, new motor oil, or even new carpet. RockAuto.com has everything in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend up to twice as much by shopping anywhere else? Visit RockAuto.com, write Locked On in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you, and get all the parts your car will ever need. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com The NFL playoffs are here, and while the Dolphins are not qualified, it does not mean you cannot still be a winner this winter. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for all of your online sports bets, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So let's talk about some of the players in Mobile that stood out yesterday. Wide receivers on both teams uh, really made a strong impression on me in watching. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan was once again terrific. Amari Rogers from Clemson. Uh, there were some concerns coming into the year about his explosiveness. He looks explosive to me. And uh, I, I think some of the concerns around his explosiveness were centered around, he tore his ACL in March of 2019. This is Amari Rogers, wide receiver from Clemson. And he played in September that same year. And you could tell he wasn't totally 100%. And then he came back in 2020 and put up a thousand yards on 70 something receptions and seven touchdowns. And um, now 
the suddenness, the short area quickness is back. And, and Rodgers, I think, has, has helped himself in a really big way. Uh, he didn't need to legitimize himself to the same degree in which Dwayne Eskridge did, uh, but nevertheless really stood out. I think there's a, a number of other guys at the wide receiver position. Kadarius Tony, who's had some troubles with drops, but uh, his separation ability is just through the roof. Uh, I, I look at Kay Johnson from South Dakota State. He's another player who has left a really nice impression on me with his ability to separate as well. So uh, the Dolphins will have no shortage of players who are in attendance at this week's event uh, to choose from at the wide receiver position. And I would, I would honestly probably be doubling down. And if we don't get a free agent wide receiver that would feel confident as a high-level starter, I might triple down at wide receiver. You've got enough picks. But it's that important for you to get it right that I think the prioritization should be there. We would be remiss talking about senior bowl prospects who stood out uh, in a good way and not mention Quinn Miners from Wisconsin Whitewater, uh, 320-pound center prospect, Division Three. And this one feels like a no-brainer for the Dolphins, and the reason why is Wisconsin Whitewater also happens to be the school that Eric Studsville is an alumni of. Uh, so there's a connection there from the coaching staff, potentially offensive coordinator, uh, the school, the prospect. Uh, the Dolphins are the team that is coaching him on the national roster this week, and he is one of the big boom prospects uh, as far as what he's been able to show from the start of the week until uh, now. He, he's looked the part. He, he's putting the helmet on. They did not play football this year. So he hadn't played football in over a year. And he's out there, and he's tossing around interior defensive linemen like it's no big thing. Uh, you, you watch the 7-on-7s seven and the 9-on-7s the and the inside run drills, and uh, he moves people. His double team's really effective. Uh, he's got the measurables to, to fit and be a piece, 320 pounds. You know, we've talked about the density that the Dolphins like in their offensive linemen. There's probably a little bit of room. Uh, with an NFL strength and conditioning program uh, to, to put weight on him. Unlike, you know, there's, there's some who want to say that Devontae Smith in an NFL strength and conditioning program uh, would add weight. He played at Alabama, guys. He's uh, he's already getting NFL caliber strength and conditioning, but Quinn Miners, on the other hand, uh, absolutely would benefit from getting transplanted into an NFL program with his play this week, that's kind of become the transition we start to make. We've seen two days' worth of practice. It's no longer, okay, are these guys a fit? It's, okay, where do these puzzle pieces fit within the assets the Dolphins have at their disposal to work with? I don't think he's going to be there in the fourth round for you. Uh, so you're probably talking about a top 100 pick. I wouldn't spend anything higher than 83rd on him with what the Dolphins currently have. If you go that route in the third round, it, it frees you up for the other portions of day two and all your top 50 picks to not invest in an interior offensive lineman. Um, the, the best comparison I can make is Ben Barch, uh, who last year went the early fourth round, was similar, a D3 player from St. John's. He's the dude that drank all the weird smoothies to get his weight up. Um, he went in the early early fourth round. So that's kind of the strike zone uh for minors, and, and I would expect, you know, he might be even a little bit more rich than that because of the other dynamics at play this offseason and, and him being a sure thing. 
having competed at the senior bowl, I should say, not a sure thing that could to translate to the next level. Um, so 83 is kind of the spot for him where if you want to start asking yourself, okay, oh, opportunity cost here, you know, where's a position that makes sense? Do we want to draft Creed Humphrey at 36? Do we want to try and draft Landon Dickerson and hope he can stay healthy at 50? It's the most unenviable part of the process because you get comfortable with a bunch of different players and a bunch of different value propositions. What's the best combination you feel like you can successfully pull off? And if the Dolphins, you know, if they are banking on Creed Humphrey at 36 and he does get drafted, then your contingency plan to pivot might be Quinn Miners in the third round. But he's been awesome this week. He's been a lot of fun to watch, really physical. He's been throwing dudes around, um, really good pass pro, center and guard. Uh, he's, he's played them both this week. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good, it blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, Visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of BuiltBar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, the other side of this coin is identifying players who just aren't going to be a fit for what you're trying to do. Um, and, and we have a, f- a couple of examples of those kinds of players uh, on both sides of the fence, both rosters. I look at a guy like Shaka Tony from Penn State, pass rusher, uh, speed rusher off the edge. People are going to say, oh, well, the Dolphins need, need pass rush, and he wins with speed off the edge. You know, Maybe he's a day-two fit. He's really struggled this week, and, and it's really come down to his upper body power, his functional strength in general, uh, are just not showcasing well. And he'll get in close quarters with players and be able to unable to disengage uh, in any capacity. And you see him get to the top of the arc, and then he has no way out because he doesn't have the extension skills uh, to press and extend and give himself space to work with, or the, the strength to, to go and transition from speed to power. So I think Shaka Tony's probably a name that you can cross off the list uh, for the Dolphins. I think you can cross off uh, for, at the tight end possession, uh, Kenny Yaboa. Uh, he's looked a little rigid, a little unconfident. Uh, he struggled with his hands this week. Uh, he was already a player that was going to have to step into the Mike Gusecki role. I don't think he brings anywhere near the same uh, level of dynamic play in that area, and his hands are clearly not as good. So, 
he's another player that I was interested to see coming into this week, uh, but I don't think is really going to check some of those boxes that Brian Flores talked about. Uh, on the other team, the other roster, there were a couple players that also stood out to me as far as uh, questionable fits. Drake Jackson, uh, the center from Kentucky, he checked in at like 290 in weight. And that in itself, based on what we know about the Dolphins and their offensive line construction, is a disqualifier. It unfortunately is going to make it very difficult to project him with all those big bodies around him into uh, a starting role. Regardless on, you know, you talk about the tape, it just comes down to team identity. And the Dolphins have been very consistent in that regard with the kinds of offensive linemen uh, that they have been willing to add. I think Sage Surratt is another example of a receiver who just is, is too much like what the Dolphins already have. And I think it would be redundant to bring that kind of player into the fray. So I think he's probably a, another player that you could eliminate. Uh, but I want to end on a positive note here, some positivity. So here's some players just kind of right down the list that I want to shout out uh, to kind of give you guys notice going into today's practice and going into the game this weekend. Uh, that I've liked what I've seen as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins. Osa Odegizua, interior defensive lineman from UCLA, uh, definitely a player to earmark and watch. Uh, I really like what I've seen this week from Aaron Banks, guard from Notre Dame. We already mentioned Quing Miners from Wisconsin Whitewater as another interior offensive lineman to watch. Creed Humphrey, center from Oklahoma. Baron Browning, linebacker from Ohio State. Uh, Chaz Surratt, linebacker from North Carolina, would make a lot of sense for the Dolphins as well. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, running back, Oklahoma. I know we mentioned him in the build-up to the Senior Bowl. Najee Harris from Alabama. Not sure if he's going to play or not. He's kind of been hands-off other than just the one-on-one drills thus far. Dalen Hayes, Dwayne Eskridge, Tylen Wallace has impressed me this week. You go up to the American side and the American roster, Peyton Turner, a defensive lineman from Houston. He was playing at 290 in the B-gap, and now he's cut down to 270. He's got a bunch of length. Uh, definitely the kind of hybrid front type player that the Dolphins would gravitate towards. Um, Dante Smith, tackle guard type from East Carolina, is another good one uh, with some scheme flexibility to his game that is worth monitoring for the Miami Dolphins. Hamsa Nasser Ladin, safety from Florida State. He had a nice interception yesterday in the one-on-one drills. Good recovery quickness and, and acceleration and length at the catch point. Shai Smith, wide receiver from South Carolina. Carlos Basham Jr., defensive lineman from Wake Forest. These are all guys that are showing well this week. Cam Sample is a new name, defensive lineman from Tulane. Another one of these kind of hybrid type presences up front. Lots and lots and lots and lots of names. We will, of course, put our final bow on Senior Bowl practices with our thoughts tomorrow. Uh, we'll also be soliciting some questions and comments for Power to the Pot. So make sure you get those in, iTunes reviews, uh, tweets, with your question, hashtag Power to the Pod. And I look forward to hearing from all of you guys tomorrow. In addition to breaking down the final day of Senior Bowl practice, hopefully we get some more insights to the Dolphins coaching staff like we got this past week. Hopefully we see the Dolphins front office like Chris Greer and Brian Flores talking it up with some pretty prominent college football figures like we did yesterday with them chatting with Nick Saban on the sideline. Uh, so plenty 
to dig into. You can already rest assured before practices start. I can say it with confidence. We'll have plenty to talk about tomorrow. So hit subscribe. Come on back and see us. Kyle Krabs signing off. Thanks as always for listening to Locked On Dolphins. Keep it locked in all week long, all off season long, all year long. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.